0: Three,
1: two, one. Welcome to the Podcast. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. Today, we have another IOTA Foundation member. Community manager Holger is here to tell us all about how he ended up in IOTA, what his role within the foundation is, and, of course, DAOs, the Treasury Voting... A lot lot more. So, with that, welcome, Holder. Hi, Thomas. Thanks for having me in your amazing podcast. Really, uh,
0: really, yeah, really happy to be able to talk a bit about uh, stuff and talk uh, a little bit with you. And uh, yeah, cool. Really nice project. Really happy that this um, Munaco podcast got so much traction in such a short time. And uh, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, I remember kind of we we talked about in December about this in Content DAO, and then you just you just started doing things, and it kind of um, exploded into this really amazing project. I'm really happy that it
1: it turned out to be such a such a success, actually. Yeah. Mm, yeah, because I remember I called you and uh, we just discussed this a little bit how how to do it and if we should do it. And then we just decided to to go ahead, and it's it's been yeah. pretty fun ever since. Yes, it's really you know kind of
0: we, we were talking about a really should have done some podcasts and get some IOTA Foundation members uh, a little bit to the front line so that the community knows them. And I mean we we've been talking. You just started to do things, and that's kind of the amazing amazing stuff. Normally, this is when good when things happen and. This is actually when they normally get good. yeah. When people just start to engage in something and take ownership and just start to do things instead of talking forever and planning forever. You just made it. And it's really, really amazing. Um, The episode I've listened to until now have been super, super great and fun and great to listen to. So um,
1: absolutely bombastic project. Mm. And I figure that... After four years of staring at price charts, it was probably a time to do something else. <laughs> so, uh, we did this... kick off this episode. Uh, but if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you ended up in IOTA.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, like you said, my name is Holger. I'm actually I'm originally coming from Germany. Um, I am not a uh, software developer or actually have any ability to write code or stuff like this and so i got to know about iota in early 2018 kind of let's say in the middle of the of the big market crash after the peak in december 2017 where the whole world got to know about bitcoin and crypto and blah 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 and then kind of in in beginning of 2018 i kind of bought my first ethereum and kind of was a noob like everybody else Um, but i i got to know that there is this iota thing kind of german are involved there and it doesn't use it doesn't use much energy there's no mining and it's fearless that's kind of where for me the the bullet points that got me interested uh, so um because this whole bitcoin energy waste thing um, was kind of didn't make sense for me from the beginning on and so finding iota finding the iota discord and um just starting to hang around there and i mean like most of us uh, do and you the same kind of we all started lurking and reading through the discord and following those crazy conversations uh, that happened, especially 2018, was kind of uh, a pretty interesting year in IOTA. And um, yeah, so that's that's kind of how I, I entered IOTA. And I was really a long time only reading, writing a bit, engaging here and there, but not really actively doing something with IOTA and in IOTA. Uh, kind of bound in my job um, very straightly and so it was just a, an interesting hobby for me um i also did like i think a lot of you are some trading from time to time and all those those usual stuff yeah mm. um what got me really engaged was um actually um the x teams yeah so when the x teams got got introduced and antonio um pushed this initiative into the community. Um, I got really interested and got into talking with a couple of people um, because as I am not a a software developer, but have kind of an engineering background and kind of understand the technicals pretty well. um, But for me, it was always very, very clear that IOTA is by far too complex for for normal guys to understand actually what is going on there. And um, with the, the X teams, we started to uh, to introduce this uh, Simplicity X team, where we actually thought about how can we find a way to explain um, IOTA in a way that normal community members, non-software developers, average Joes, and my mom and my uncle and my grandfather one day will understand what IOTA is and why it is so amazingly important um, to to know because kind of it will be a game changer one day once it's ready. And so we started this X-Team and this kind of started for me the journey into getting more engaged in the community because we started to have some meetings, working together in the X-Teams, in the group, creating some ideas and it really was a lot of fun for me to to interact now with the with other community members that uh, had kind of a common sense and a a common goal together. Um, And that was kind of the first thing, I think, out of this initiative, a bit of the the idea for the IOTA wiki um, emerged. And um, yeah, I just got more and more engaged in the community. I had also more time to spend more time in the discord um and then actually in 2021 um Mm. the firefly development started and i was part of the firefly closed testing group and this really got me then because this was pretty cool to work together with the firefly team which actually at this time was kind of only uh charlie umaya uh um mostly because the Firefly team was pretty small, but we spent, I I think, nearly three months in this this closed tester group with 60, 70, 80 active testers. And we kind of bullet tested uh, Firefly until it was ready for release. And this really um, got me super interested in actually doing much, much more for IOTA and much more also for the iota foundation because it was really fun um to to engage um for the project there
1: mm. uh, but but another project that is quite a lot, a lot talked about within the community uh which is coming up now which is called the treasury voting um, for those of you that doesn't know what it is, it's basically a bunch of tokens that have been lost or forgotten. Uh, it hasn't been claimed uh, and it's been several years uh, without having been touched. Um, so so what's the discussion here is what should happen to these tokens. Um, and the f- most fair uh, would be to, to vote. So. Everyone uh, within the community that holds iota token will now be, be able to participate in a voting uh, to to uh, to figure out what's going to happen with these tokens, and it's quite a lot of tokens. It's fifty ti, uh, which is about fifty million uh, Mi- iota tokens, uh, worth probably about forty five million dollars at the moment. So, could you talk to, talk to us a little bit more about that? Oh yes.
0: um so actually, this is actually the thing that kind of finally brought me into, into being employed for the IOTA Foundation. Um, so this kind of, while Chrysalis, the upgrade happened in end of April, 2021, um, this this topic came up. I mean, the IOTA Foundation released a blog post where they, they explained actually that there is a, a bunch of tokens Um, a pot of tokens available now that is kind of coming from the inception of the project. And um, instead of this thing being kind of controlled by by a single person, as it was before, um, the IOTA Foundation and the node operators uh, decided that those tokens should be made available to the community if the community wants to use them. this actually started a really big discussion in the community, in the Discord. And I kind of also was part of this from the beginning. And um, we created uh, as, as community members, we created got a couple of disc- uh, new channels in Discord, and we started talking about this. And um, this was actually a super amazing time because again, now I as a non, software developer had found something new where I could contribute because it's kind of it's always normally as a IOTA community member if you are not a computer specialist there is not much that you can do you just can hang out in spec and uh, watch the price go up and down but um, participating in the project was always pretty difficult yeah and the treasury vote was a great initiative um, where we could engages community so we started to have regular meetings in the iota discord i think we started in, in june 2021 with these uh, weekly or b weekly meetings um where we kind of formed of a loose a loose group in the community and thought about how actually first of all how could we even vote in iota which was kind of technically um not possible and also, we talked about all the things of what could be done with these tokens. Should we use these tokens? Is it rightful kind of to use this vote, to, these tokens to give it up to a vote, and all those stuff? So we kind of really, really digged deep into the into the rabbit hole of possibilities. Um, and so, for those of you that haven't heard about this whole initiative, the like Thomas already said, there are more than 50 uh, Terra IOTA tokens um, left over from the initial crowd sale of IOTA in which happened in December 2015. Um, This time, actually, there was no it was just kind of IOTA was just an idea and a, a project in the head of a couple of the founders. And it was actually a, a threat in Bitcoin talk in the in 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 crypto forum. And um, so what they did kind of, they collected um, some initial funding. People could, could give the founder some bitcoins, and they got promised, okay, when the IOTA network launches, you can claim a certain amount of IOTA tokens for this Bitcoin that you give us now, so that they have some money for starting development and surviving until the network is live.
1: Hmm.
0: And um, so this is actually how the whole supply of IOTA got initially sold. Yeah, so IOTA was kind of a uh, 100% sold in this um, initial um, community offering. And there was no, there were no no venture capitals, or there was also no um, no uh, part of iota tokens um, allocated to the team, or something like this. Also, the founders and all the people that kind of worked uh, in iota, they had to buy their tokens also in the beginning. Um, but there was this uh, this paragraph that's kind of stated that you have to to claim your iota tokens until a certain date. Um, once the network is launched and 99% of all people did this. But um, a couple, some people just didn't do it. Uh? They they invested uh, some Bitcoin a couple of months before. And then whatever happened, they lost interest in the project. They moved to another project. They just forgot about it, whatever. They, they never claimed those tokens. Mm. And so th- since since 2000, 2016 um the the founders actually have tried to give these tokens back to the people that kind of deposited bitcoin in december 2015 but um whatever attempts to to find those people have been undertaken um some have really never showed up i don't know nobody knows what what happened with those people but kind of they just never never, ever showed up their face again. They never sent any message. Hey, here I am. Um, I give I gave you some bitcoins. I need my IOTA. They just They just didn't appear anymore. Hmm. And so um, the problem was kind of that these tokens have had still be in the control of um, of one of the founders, not of the IOTA Foundation or, or the community or something. And so the decision was made that it shouldn't be in the hand of a single person. Um, And after so many years, also, there is kind of no legal claim on these tokens anymore. So kind of nobody can go could go to a court and say, hey, that's kind of many, many years ago. I gave a couple of hundred uh, dollars to somebody or in in Bitcoin and I want to act now. So um, the legal side is really clear that um, there is no ownership on those things. People have had never had a seed. yeah. So um, they never had they never had the tokens because they never really claimed their own the ownership on them, on that. And so, kind of these tokens are really now just in the limbo. And um, the question is now for the community: if these sh- tokens should just disappear, so then they will be removed from the iota network, um, or if these tokens should be um, given to the community. And so the community can control these tokens and decide if those tokens should maybe be um, used for something that will help the project and that mm. will um, foster development and help, help to grow the IOTA ecosystem and to kind of grow the success of the project.
1: Yeah. So like if, if these are voted for burn, then they will just be removed from the total supply of tokens available. And if they are voted to be used yeah. for building, then they will be used to, to push IOTA further. Um, in my opinion, it would be stupid to burn these tokens. Because some people believe that if you burn them, then there's less tokens and that will impact the price. But this is a small <laughs> amount of tokens compared to all that's available. And it won't have any, any significant f- effects on the market while having these kind of money yeah. to to be used in funding and supporting and pushing, then it would help a lot more on the price uh, on a longer term than just burning it. Mm. Yeah,
0: I mean, from the I, I understand people that kind of think, OK, burn, that's like uh, because we know it from other projects. I mean, There are some some token project out there that do regular token burns. Um, and this kind of helps the price but you really have to see this is around two percent of the of Diyota the token supply that would be burned and the other thing that some people sometimes just not understand is how, actually how markets how markets work and how how the price works um these tokens have never been traded they have never been part of any market so they have yeah, they are not in they are not in the tradable supply at the moment and so If they are burned now, it will actually not change anything because they're not going to be removed from the supply that is available for people to buy and sell and trade. So it's kind of it won't have any price effect, in my opinion. And even then it would be maybe 2%. And this is what what iota does in a in a a lazy Sunday morning just because Bitcoin does anything so it's Mm. kind of there is no reason to believe that this will have any positive effect to burn them. Um, The other thing is kind of using them um, step by step to um, invest into projects that will actually bring adoption to the iota ecosystem and to the iota network and to the iota token Um, this of course can can have a different effect. Um, I don't don't say, or I cannot, and I don't want to say if there's anything, if it will do something on the price because markets are complex, but it could be something that is really useful um, to support um, our ecosystem builders um, and all kinds of initiatives that community thinks are useful. Mm. Uh, The important thing is to understand that those tokens um, if somebody if the community votes for build, then a process has to start. Actually, in the in the beginning, nothing will directly happen because um what is envisioned is that there would be a decentralized control over this focus and a community driven control over this tokens, And this means that we actually would need to develop a system that will be able to establish such a governance and such a control. And so that actually tokens can only be spent if the community decides about some spending. So there would need to be a system of proposing a spending and also executing the spending. And this would be this would need to be be done by by votes and by actually by a voting and governance system um, that controls those tokens and only spends them if the community says, okay, send um, 100 gi to project xy because we believe that the product that they will be building um will absolutely be uh and will bring a lot of adoption to the mm. and so this is this would be kind of
1: the plan if the community votes for build. yeah and and the voting itself how, how does that work um
0: this was actually kind of a I mean, you have to see, we have really doing this since such a long time now already there. Like I said, we started in May 2021 in thinking about how we can vote and how voting will work and what we can do in IOTA and like a whole bunch of hundreds of people have been involved in this, hundreds of people also from the community developers, the Hornet team, the Firefly team, a lot, a lot of community um, programmers and coders and kind of everybody gave his input. And um, the cool thing is actually that uh, the voting functionality that will come in IOTA is pretty simple. And it's actually like all the things in IOTA, it's fearless. And so mm. we will use the Firefly wallet. And um, because we had a lot of thoughts about this in how to make a vote in IOTA possible, that is absolutely secure, um and actually especially cannot be manipulated or tricked because i understand that some people will will think about yeah token based voting is kind of it's kind of a bummer yeah this means actually that the more tokens you have the more votes you will have in in this upcoming decision and it's a bit against the fairness thinking that that many people have also for me it's like not the perfect voting system that is out there in the world but it is definitely the best and most secure voting system that we can have in the moment and also that is kind of available in in dlt's in the moment because um, everything else that you would try to say okay why not give every person one vote and we have discussed this so so long so many and we have been doing research in this like a hell yeah I've digged like into every project out there that is kind of doing voting in DLT to figure out what what is possible. And it's just in 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 an anonymous um, and international DLT like IOTA is, you cannot identify um, single humans, you can't say, hey, this is Thomas and hey, Thomas, I give you one vote in the vote. And you can nobody can guarantee that there is not that you don't have twenty five other um, identities, um, anonymous other Thomases that you are controlling, and instead of having one vote, you are actually having twenty five or two hundred fifty or twenty five thousand mm. if you are able to to program a bot um, that kind of fakes your identity, yeah. and so the risk of of having some actors that are technically clever enough to gain such a system and such a vote is just too high to to try to do something identity-based especially if such an amount of, of stake and tokens is is on stake and in such an important decision and so we figured out the only the only really simple protected thing that we have and civil means like yeah, creating fake identities and um, having actually more more votes and more power than you than you actually should have as a as a single entity. Uh, the only thing that is really civil protected in a DLT is the token itself, and this is why you also see that uh, 98% of all other cryptos and DAOs and DeFi projects out there use. Uh, token-based voting system because it is the only thing that is kind of protected by the network itself. Yeah? Mm. The consen- the consensus in a blockchain or also the consensus in-, in the Tangle absolutely avoids that you can vote with more tokens that you have. Yeah? So yeah. if you have 100 Miota, you can only vote with 100 Myota, and it's there's no way um, for you to gain more voting power. The only way you have is like buying more tokens. And so what we what we developed is kind of um, a nice little system so that your token balance in the Firefly wallet can be used to generate votes. And it is really um, very, very similar to what we are doing with the staking in a moment. Yeah? In staking, you are, you are actually telling the network that you want to stake for IOTA and Shimmer. And by holding your tokens in the staking process, you generate more shimmer and assembly tokens over time. You see it Mm -hmm. in the Firefly, so kind of every 10 seconds, a little bit of new tokens arrive in your wallet. And uh, the voting functionality for the vote will be actually the same thing. You will actually gain more votes over time. Yeah. So um, you vote and then there will be a ten days time frame where you need to keep your tokens um, voting, and during this ten days, you will continuously gain more and more votes with your tokens. And um, so, your your maximum votes that you can achieve in in this in this vote will be reached if you keep all your the tokens that you own in Firefly for ten days um, continuously voting. Same like. Staking, yeah, so if you keep your tokens for 90 days in staking, you will reach the maximum amounts of a simple assembly and shimmer tokens. And in the world, it's the same thing. You're just not gaining tokens, you're gaining votes in the upcoming decision. Ah, and this is basically how it's done. It will have a really nice um, UI, UX, and Firefly, also very similar to staking. And so, most of the technology that was was used in staking was actually developed for the voting because kind of this is where we all came from. And then we figured out, hey, cool, let's let's see. Actually, we can do uh, staking and voting in a similar technical way. Just let's, let's do it like this. And then people already know how it works from staking. And so it will be very familiar for you to use it in the vote because you just push two buttons and then you are voting and you can just wait until the, the decision is taking
1: and you get the final results. Hmm. But like so when do you expect this will come? <laughs> um very very soon kind of um I don't know
0: exactly when this episode will be will be streamed out, but I think kind of um yeah we'll air this episode close to close to the vote. And so um yeah, so actually in the next weeks you will be able to do this. There will be, of course be um, another announcement coming up. There will be a nice uh, tutorial that exactly explains how you will vote. We have extra a website also created for everybody. It's um, iotatreasury.org. You can check out everything around the vote um, on this website. You will find the whole history of our meetings, of all the decisions that have been taken, um you will find an faq around all the vote, all the tokens where it's coming from what it is all about there's also um a nice little step-by-step tutorial on the website so this is kind of uh, envisioned as being kind of a an info point for everybody that wants to dig a little bit deeper in the vote and what has happened over the last nine months and you can find all the
1: information mm, cool i'm looking forward to this uh, but another topic that you are very involved in is daos um, like very quick uh we have ex- talked about daos in the soon verse episode but like could you really quick just explain what it is okay um
0: okay daos are a really amazing and interesting new field of um getting a group of people collaborating working together on the same shared purpose. Huh? So there are 1000 different explanations, you could you could um, say a DAO is a group chat with a shared bank account. It's kind of the basic thing, kind of a, a group of a, of people come together, and they share, they share funds, and they share control over funds, and they share control over decision making. And, yeah, they, um, they engage to each other. And instead of having um, a strict hierarchic system, like you have with companies where you have a CEO that kind of gives the orders and everybody else has to follow, um, DAOs are very democratic systems because they, will, they enable members of the DAOs to take ownership and decision making in their own hands. Yeah? And so uh, most important in DAOs, most of the things that happen are decided after votes of all members. Um, and so especially if you, in the world that we are living now, yeah, that you are, we are connected. I mean, everybody is in different places in the world. And um, our currently system of, of how how you have borders and you have taxes and you have regulations here and there. And every, every state is different. Everything is super complex. If you, you can't just open, open a bank account in another country. You can't even, sometimes you can't even um, buy or do business with a, with a company in another country because the regulations are so complex. And the thing that crypto and DLTs are offering with this, Decentralized worldwide networks that don't care if you are in, uh, in India, if you are in Iceland, if you are in Argentina or wherever, um, you just need an internet connection and you hop into a Discord and um, y- things happen on chain, or on Tangle, on a blockchain. Yeah, So it's like it doesn't matter if where you are. Everyone in DLT, you can have an account, you can have an address, you can use funds, you can send funds around the world permissionless and trustless without any governments interacting and um, uh, restricting you, also. And so, this is a great thing what DAOs enable that you can just work together um, with people all over the world um, and organize the thing in a way that everybody can participate and everybody can also, um, create value and participate in the value that is created in such projects. And, um, so that's kind of a core thing behind DAOs, collaboratively work together and share value and create value and participate in this value creation.
1: Yeah. Like, is there any big DAOs out there today that you can look up? I think most of you have already interacted with
0: DAOs. Yeah. So if you are in DLT and um, like the biggest, some of the biggest DAOs out there in the moment are uh, Uniswap. Yeah. If you heard about Uniswap, the decentralized exchange, SushiSwap, most of the DeFi protocols out there are actually organized as DAOs. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a technical standpoint, you could even say that Bitcoin is a DAO from a bitcoin is actually an algorithmic governed DAO. yeah the there is voting happening by by the bitcoin miners actually yeah they so like if there is an if there's a protocol update planned for bitcoin um the block producers have to vote on implementing this code change yeah and this because i mean bitcoin is like old tech and things are very slowly developing and it's very difficult to change anything in Bitcoin because of the miners and because of their their dominance. So this is only every couple of years there is an update happening in Bitcoin. But in other systems that are based on on other blockchains, on Ethereum um, and DeFi protocols, um, actually the people that own the token have the full control and the right to change the system and to change the project however they like yeah? so you are proposing a change to uniswap that says okay instead of taking this amount of fees let's take this amount of fees and if you if you find enough supporters in in this decision and they vote for it it will happen the thing will change there is no centralized entity controlling such changes anymore mm. and so there are a lot of big projects out there, very popular projects out there in in crypto in the moment that are already working as DAOs, where there's just a community. um, Of course, there are developers, of course, there are researchers involved. But um, those most of the protocol decisions, and also most of the decisions, what, uh, what should happen with the treasuries and the money that those projects have, is done by Proposals and votes, and then those votes get get executed automatically by smart contracts.
1: Mm. So, uh, within the IoT community, we got a new thing called DAO Pioneers. Uh, What's that? Ah, yes. Um, So, yeah. So,
0: let's, I said, um, our our, uh, community initiative around the treasury and around the, the governance vote um, of course there were a lot of people interested and naturally when you think about okay this treasury may be a DAO, um, most people start to research a bit same thing was what i was doing yeah i i have not i didn't have any idea actually what a DAO is when when i first heard it in let's say in april i heard about some DAO and you i mean if you're in crypto you hear this this term sometimes um but having really an idea what it is um was a really really long journey for me to research and i did kind of four or five months um spent actually most of the time of my day in researching um what DAOs are and how they work and um antonio and i decided actually that it's kind of super important to bring this knowledge into our community, because DAOs will come to IOTA as soon as we have smart contracts running. And you see it already. I mean, there is the Sooniverse. There are so many platforms popping up, so many creative ideas already. I mean, before we even have the technical things running on mainnet, people are doing DAOs in the moment. Mm. And so we created this, this DAO Pioneer Learning Circle, which we started last year in November where we 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 thought, okay let's offer our community um, a way of learning what those are. And so we we did a five weeks long um, learning. Don't call it a course. It was really we wanted to have it in a collective learning experience with people that are interested. And so we had around nearly 500 people um, signed up and taking part in this course. Um, and what we did is that we did every day um, voice meetings in the IOTA Discord, about expect of weekends. So from Monday to Friday, we had actually two um, meetings every day. One was for the American Asian time zone, which, which I was representing, and one was for the European time zone, which Antonio did. And so we always had every day an hour for, for those two groups, to talk about DAOs, and we had a pretty um, a pretty big task of uh, bringing a lot of knowledge into them. And we found some some open source learning material out there, and we adopted those learning material about DAOs for our community to um, to tailor it a bit on the needs of what we thought was most important to know about DAOs. And so we did this five weeks course. And um, people just loved it. I mean, the feedback that we got was really, really amazing. And people really got engaged. And we had every day 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 members every day coming into these chat sessions and talking and learning about DAOs. And naturally, the people that have been part of this um, started to have ideas of, uh, hey let's let's create a DAO for this and hey I'm I'm super interested in that let's you 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 so people came together and start to have ideas of hey let's let's just start a DAO and see how this works and um, so this was coming out of the community there was like Linos and some other people super uh, super engaged and said hey let's create kind of an and we call it an idea thong. yeah so Maybe we 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 create uh, the best ideas around DAOs for IOTA. and uh, let's see where this leads. And um, we really loved those those ideas and thought, hey, kind of we need a way to support our community um, to do this because I mean, doing DAOs is first of all time-consuming. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of organizing things, and um, so we really wanted to give people the possibility to do this. And so we um, we got a grant program, um, a grant funding from the smart contracts AG, which is kind of a, a subsidiary of the IOTA Foundation, which is smart contracts AG is the, the thing that K- takes care about all the smart contract developments in IOTA and assembly, especially. And so they donated 100,000 euros um, to support up to five projects that want to become a DAO, and so we had kind of an, uh, a proposal phase where uh, every project could um, could propose their idea to us and uh, tell us what kind of DAOs they want to build, and um, then we had a jury, and the jury was Antonio and myself. And then three community members, which was uh, Chris Müller, which is doing his amazing IOTA Weekly podcast. A lot of you surely will uh, not podcast YouTube videos. I'm sure a lot of you know him. Mm. Um, Then the second jury member was Linus, Linus Naumann. I think, was he also in your podcast already? No. Yeah,
1: he's the first episode.
0: Ah, he was the first episode. Yes. So Linus was in the jury. um, And we had uh, Greg. Greg is the founder of, one of the founders of Sooniverse, which um, had also a great episode with you here. And Mm. so these three community members, together with Antonio and myself, um, had the really, really hard decision to to choose which of those projects we will support with this money. And um, yeah, (laughs) it was pretty hard because we had so much great, Great applications, but that's kind of really crazy to see how advanced and how creative our community is um, to developing such amazing ideas. And um, yeah, but we had to choose five, and we we have chosen really really great ideas. And this will be uh, supported over the next couple of months with a month a monthly budget from this hundred k uh, that will help them to develop the project further and. Um, Let's see what what will come out of this.
1: Mm. Yeah, so uh, I'm not very familiar with all the DAOs. It's been quite a lot coming in uh, from the IoT community lately, so it's hard to keep up with everything. But I do know about the IoT content creator DAO because I'm part of it. Um, but like, wh- why should we have a DAO for this? And like, where does it bring us? Yes. Um, yeah, so the IOTA, DAO,
0: the content creator was kind of one of the first ideas that that came to our mind. Um, I think if you are a IOTA community member and you're following the project closely, and you also, let's say, see what other projects are doing out there in the space, I think for all of us, it is always a bit of a a trouble to see that IOTA can't really do any kind of, of promotional marketing. Yeah, Because it is it is not the purpose of the IOTA Foundation, and it's just not allowed by the German regulations for a nonprofit foundation to market a product. Yeah, The purpose of the IOTA Foundation is to research the technology and to educate uh, the people and the, the, the world about IOTA, but not to really do marketing or create marketing content. Um, but we really feel and we saw and a lot of members saw that there is a big need of something like this, of an, of, of an entity that can create high quality um, content, media content, videos, graphics, articles, blogs, social media engagement, podcasts, all those things um, to help actually spread the word about iota not about not shilling project or things like this but to create high quality high level and valuable content um, that will be able to to make iota more visible in the world mm. Mm. and so a lot of people engage i mean the content down a moment has 280 300 members I mean, a part of them are just lurking but there's also a lot of very very engaged um, members in the content creator now that daily work on articles graphic designs little video explanations i mean you are part of it with your podcast and um so we wanted to have first of all a bit of a funding available for those people so that you're not everybody needs should do everything for free forever um and the vision of the content DAO is that this actually evolves into something like a little freelancer cooperative for a little service agency for the IOTA community and for projects that building on IOTA, um, where you as a project can just uh, approach the content DAO and say, hey, I would like to have a couple of articles written about um, this technology that we are developing. And um, but I'm just a developer and I have a team of software developers. We have no idea about writing good articles and we have no idea about doing infographics that explain our, our product and explain our technology. And so those projects can approach the content DAO, and they will find really um, creative and dedicated professionals that can deliver such content. And so they can pay those creators with, their tokens or whatever, and um, the content DAO will take care about having this all done in an organized way, sharing uh, sharing the value created between all the, the um, all the involved members, and um, being something like uh, like an entity that that is on the one hand um, protecting also the those creators, because if you are kind of have such a big entity of like an, like an organization of the, of the creators, it is not so easy um, to let's say rock pool. Yeah. If you, otherwise, if you just um, are a project and you want to have something from a designer and you give them an order to say, okay, please produce this and this for me. And um, so there's always the, the problem. If you pay in advance, um you don't know if you if ever something will be delivered because kind of we are we are anonymous yeah we are we are in crypto, you just probably gonna have to send iotas to an address and then hope that you will get um something in return um but if this is done over such a big organization like DAO, which has a rep- reputation and it has um it is a well-known established entity um you can be sure that, you actually get the the value out of it and also you as a as a writer or as a designer can be sure that actually the the project that gets your service also pays for it and so that's a a win-win for both um and especially bundling uh talent under such a hood and organizing this talent will create much much better content because nobody can do things alone yeah it's always super important to work together on things and you will have specialists in this and specialists in that and if you write a good article but there is no nice graphic part of the article that explains some things it's sometimes boring to read it yeah and on the other hand if people are amazing in doing videos or podcasts but there is no No concept behind it, so awesome! So that that's the cool thing on the content DAO that we finally have a place where everybody can stick together, work together in creating amazing value and amazing content for the project and also for for the iota ecosystem and the foundation itself.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And uh, now that we are seeing assembly and small contracts and all this, how is all this impacting? uh the 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 dao uh, space and all the other things um yeah so smart contracts and assembly
0: is um a super super important part of all of everything related to daos and i think it's important for the iota community to start understanding and learning um what smart contracts are i mean if you have been following the project over the last couple of years it's a bit of a a bummer uh, because we had there was this perception that kind of we don't need smart contracts yeah we are not a blockchain we don't need to do all this crazy decentralized finance things like all the other projects but uh, luckily we came to the conclusion now that it is kind of a super useful tool i mean smart contracts are pretty an amazing thing they allow you to automatically execute programmable things yeah so you you code that something should happen if a condition is met yeah and if this condition is met automatically something uh, a code will be executed and an action will be taken and a smart contract can be programmed to do whatever you you, you want uh, that is possible in a tlt and um DAOs need this because a central part of uh, what DAOs are is actually Trustless execution. So, what you want is you want a decentralized entity making decisions like a community, like members of a DAO, like coin holders, or kind of everybody in the content creator DAO, these 250 people, um, vote on something and make a decision. Um, in the moment, there are still humans involved in executing this because we don't have yet um, working smart contracts, but a DAO should optimizely not need humans executing those things because as long as this is is the thing, you always have to trust these humans that they act on the vote. Yeah. And so there is always this the, the problem that um, as long as there are a couple of people they need to push a, a couple of buttons and they have to approve this and then they have to to sign this and that. Um, you have to trust that these people are really acting on the votes and on the decisions that are taking in a community, and um, I'm sure 99% of the time this works. But we see it in in projects all the time that sometimes things are not executed and don't work as intended. And so, if you would have a, a, a DAO running on smart contracts, you actually would be able to automate this. Yeah, so you. Uh, you, you have a proposal that says, okay, um, we want to spend um, 50 GI to project XY. Um, if this vote passes, yeah and then if this vote is executed, automatically the smart contract gets the information. A, this vote, the decision is taking Now, please, in three days, send 50 GI to this and that address. And there's no new, no human needed anymore to to um, uh, to sign this transaction to uh, allow this transaction to happen it will just automatically happen with smart contracts what assembly is gonna be delivering for iota is exactly this thing i mean we will have as uh, we will have smart contracts already shimmer network um which will be a first a first way of doing smart contracts, but um, in Shimmer uh, you will always have, um, uh, let's say, a permission set of validators. So in a smart contract you will have um, nodes, and those nodes will need to process the code of a smart contract, and they—they um, they are all—they are just doing little computer work. Yeah, so they're calculating. Okay, um, I have. have to do this and they are calculating a new a new state a new output this output will lead to to uh, the next action taken um but as long as you don't have um complete permissionless validators this means that kind of everybody can just be a node and um execute this code and nobody can exclude you from this and uh, nobody can uh can um hinder you from taking part in such a thing um and this is what assembly will make possible uh, assembly will make make it possible that we have actually the same thing like ethereum and those decentralized blockchains that kind of you can just spin up a node and as long as you uh fulfill the requirements which will be um that you have a certain amount of stake um of assembly tokens to be as a security bond you can take part in executing all kind of smart contracts and all kind of um and take part in all kind of uh, chains in assembly without anybody giving you the permission to do it or kind of uh, kicking you out uh, because they just don't want to have you there so, and um yeah this is what we need to have a real a real full decentralized and permissionless smart contract network running on top of it
1: mm. i'm really really looking forward to see assembly go live and uh, shimmer as well just see everything that it enables and finally see these things start moving which is quite a big milestone within the uh foundation i, w- I would think hey absolutely i mean when i joined the the foundation actually uh in
0: uh, end of august uh, last year this was kind of the first thing that really that really got me yeah um because we we had we already know that we will have smart contracts yeah so they there was the technical white paper for, for iota smart contracts was already out and you could read okay there's going to be uh, this cool functionalities and things like this but kind of on on the first days of uh, of me joining the iota foundation it was kind of this uh, Everybody was talking about this this super amazing new project and smart contracts. I mean, yeah, it's nice we have smart contracts, but what's what's the big thing about it? And then, kind of, I think Navin was it that kind of forwarded me the the draft white paper for Assembly, and uh, I did read this over a week over the weekend, and it was kind of really an eye opener for me um, because I think Assembly is gonna be an absolute game changer for the whole blockchain um smart contract web 3 environment that we have that we have out there in the moment Mm. because it has so much really really cool and unique features um, that other networks just they just can't deliver what assembly will be able to deliver for
1: us Mm, so it would be a no-brainer for other projects to to move over to assembly for to get a better product for themselves as as well as a better usability for the user yeah yeah mm, it's so... like assembly will be will be the
0: the core the core functionality that brings in huge adoption and huge projects into the iota ecosystem
1: mm, but i think i've read that assembly doesn't have the same rules as iota uh, so assembly can actually do marketing to be able to get the word out is that right
0: uh yeah i mean assembly is is basically in a moment done by the smart contract ag and the smart contract ag is a is a for-profit entity that takes care about all the smart contract development and this is why you also see that kind of the assembly discord and the assembly um, um, accounts and things like this they work a little bit different they can do more things than uh, the iota foundation can do for iota, and so that's a that's a bit uh, luckily a, a different strategy possible, because you also need it. I mean, the the Web three DAO DeFi world is something different than the corporate European Union Dell Intel um, ST Micro Electronic world, which um, which normally is is focusing iota on uh, and so you have iota being the the foundational layer that connects everything and that enables this use cases of big corporations european union worldwide consortia's IoT, data technology and on top of that you will have assembly that will enable more crypto focused use cases like decentralized finance gaming all kind of amazing smart contracts but it will all kind of work together because all these projects that are in the moment like corporate focused um data focused as soon as they will have the possibility of such a super fast super scalable and extremely low fee smart contract network they will all start using this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that all the industry partners that we have now um, will also implement smart contract functionalities in their data applications, yeah, like Alvarium and all the things. It's just natural that you use the functionality of smart contracts as soon as they are available. Yeah. If you if you have something of value, you wanna sell something, or you wanna have like coded functionality that if this happens, then do that um you will do this usually by smart contracts and so they all will they all will come and spin up um applications that also use assembly smart contracts um to interact with iota and to interact with their
1: data applications Mm. like are you able to tell us maybe a little bit when we maybe can expect to see assembly go live ah (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you know, we, we can't, we can't do the ETAs. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
0: it's not, it's not going to be in the next two, three months. It's like, it's a, it's a huge technical project and it needs to be absolutely bulletproof. Yeah. Um, mm. But uh, definitely this year. Yeah. So 2022 assembly mainnet will, will go live. Um, the, the nice thing is really that we have um, shimmer, which is, gonna be and gonna be it's gonna make all this stuff possible that we needed before yeah we need to have the shimmer network to really test stuff out and to bulletproof something in in real world conditions and so this is why shimmer is gonna gonna be so exciting because this is gonna enable all these functionalities much earlier Mm. and for developers uh for developers it it does not always make a big difference if the smart contract, or if the validators of your smart contract are just a fixed set of 20 validators that are coming from the community and from the IOTA foundation, um, because as an app developer that is that is developing an application using smart contract, you only wanna see how it works and how the, the, the your con, your consu, uh, your customers and the users can interact with the thing. And you want to see how your code works and how your code um, works in the network. And this will be all possible in in Shimmer. And Mm. assembly will then just add the layer of having the security of uh, the the token coming from the assembly token, having this shared security between all these chains, and having the possibility of kind of this validator rotation, this validator marketplace and increasing the security because you don't need to trust a fixed set of validators anymore. You will have a mixed set of validators from from all over the world and they will all work on on your code in executing this. And um, yeah, secured by the assembly token, which will have, yeah, which will be kind of the base layer for for fees and security of the network that's pretty pretty cool that's pretty also very very unique what assembly is offering actually in the moment i don't see any other project um, having these functionalities um, available as we will have in the
1: combination of iota and assembly Mm. yeah it's really cool i'm really looking forward to it um I'm reaching my end of the uh, question list. Is there anything we've missed that you want to add? Um, think about.
0: I mean, uh, there is so much to talk about. I mean, it's just really amazing to see what is going on in the moment. And um, for for me, uh, for let's say for us in the community management, yeah, I'm I'm working super close with Antonio and Mark and with all the team in the ecosystem team. seeing what has changed in the last couple of months or in let's say starting with chrysalis yeah, that's, it was really this new dawn thing and um our community is changing a bit um a lot of new builders coming up i mean if you follow iota twitter every day kind of a new nft project is coming up new DeFi projects are coming up it's like so much cool cool stuff happening because finally the people realized that you don't, you just you just can't do things now with your yeah? So it's not just like tokens sitting in your wallet and you can, okay, cool. You can send them for free from from, from one wallet to the other one or that you can do this the whole day. But um, having more utility in the network um, will be such an amazing time coming up. Yeah? And mm. I'm really, really happy to see all the builders to see all the creatives, to see all this this amazing stuff starting to pop up now, where um, people can engage and use IOTA in so much cool, cool ways, um, and not just having, yeah. I mean, it's great to have IoT technology and to have a sensor being able to to sell data to to a customer and things. But this is not always what is really. This is not stuff that that our community and that normal people can use in the moment. Uh, one day it will be there. You are your fridge and your car will 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 use iOTA in the background and uh, you won't even recognize it. You won't even know that you are that stuff is happening using IOTA. But this is this is not super sexy, let's say like this. <laughs> and uh, having having this really, really cool project coming up. Um, where you can just participate and you can also you can earn something from your iota tokens if you participate in some of these projects and if you participate in a little bit of defy um you just don't have to wait for the market to um to create opportunities for you yeah you will have a lot of a lot of cool use cases that you just can do yeah you can take part in daos you can take part in the project and you can engage in it you will have amazing Amazing games coming up using iota. We'll have digital identity solutions where you can really have stuff in your real world. Yeah, you have an app on your wallet uh, on your phone that is granting you identity access to. To it's like so many cool, cool stuff happening now, and that's really what is making me really happy. And everybody in the foundation is super excited about this time now. And 2022 will be such a crazy, a crazy time for all of us. Now.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm sure we got a lot of things coming, both that we know about and a lot of things that we is not aware of uh, yet. So I'm really looking <laughs> forward for, <laughs> to see everything. Uh, a lot of people that I'm speaking to, both within and uh, outside the uh, the iota Foundation, is all talking about things that are coming. Uh, so, so I'm really looking to finally be yeah. able to to know what that is. um yeah. But yeah. Uh, other than that, it's been super. Uh, super fun to talk to you uh both you and your chickens in the background there <laughs> did uh, you hear the chickens okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> actually kind
0: of with yeah when we started this we thought like oh hey okay, this might be we might be kind of uh Munaco on the farm because kind yeah. of i'm living here really really rudimental in the in the rural area with a lot of chicken and cows and pigs and all stuff around me here yeah? mm. and uh so very open and very airy but sometimes you hear the chickens and i know if people have are following our governance meetings because in the evening i have a lot of frogs here and so normally i either have in my morning meetings i have uh, i have chickens and in my my night sessions with the europeans i have a lot of frogs in the background so it's always <laughs> a bit of a, a nature feeling talking to me yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i'm trusting you will host a meetup in bali once
0: oh i like <sighs>
1: Talk to Dom to make it possible. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. definitely, definitely the th- way to go. I'll get Mark to EDF the entire trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mark will love this application. I know yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh thank you for everyone that listened. Thank you, Holger, for uh, joining us. And uh, to everyone just get behind and get left behind. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks, Thomas. Great to be with you. Bye. Bye bye.